Ask the Podcast Coach for May 21st, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from theaverageguy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy uh, Red Cross birthday today. I don't know, a thousand years ago, the Red Cross was founded today. So welcome everybody to the show. And they do lots of good work. They do. They do. I, I, I found out I'm really good at it, at giving blood. Like this was something early in the pandemic that, you know, they needed it. I, I, I So every two months we've done it since, you know, since April of 2020. And it's just, it's, it's kind of what I do. My, it, my body's good at it. So well, we donate every, every, every eight weeks. And a lot of times they will have orange juice there for whatever reason, I guess, if you're, your blood sugar or whatever, but what they should be giving out if, if you're feeling not so great when you d- uh, do blood is probably a little coffee. Oh yeah. Pour. Coffee's always, coffee's always good. I was wondering where yeah. you were going. Jim was like, what is, I'm like, he's not following <laughs> And of course, that that coffee pour is brought to you by Mark over at podcastbranding.co. I got a great Mark story. I ordered business cards. I made them on Canva, used my awesome School of Podcasting logo and kind of did this and was like, I cannot get great looking business cards. And when they showed up, I was like, you know what this looks like? It looks like somebody made these in Canva. You know, not horrible, got the QR code and all. And I was like, you know what, you idiot. I always say, if you want something to look good and professional, who do you call? Mark. Who did I not call? Mark. And consequently, I got business cards that are very meh. So if you need a website, if you need artwork, if you need a lead magnet, if you need anything that you want people to go, wow, that looks cool podcastbranding.co is the way to go. Mark is a podcaster. He's an award-winning graphic artist. He sits down with you one-on-one to figure out what your podcast is about and the vibe and the whole nine yards. Podcastbranding.co Of course, we always thank our good friend Dan LeFeb over there. Based on a true story at based on a true story podcast.com. If you're looking for a new podcast to listen to, something uh, maybe even factual or when it's not factual, they'll let you know. Good long interviews and lots of great research, Dan. Thanks for your sponsorship of Ask the Podcast Coach. And I don't know if he's in. I heard somebody mention Jason Bryant. Jason yeah, Bryant. He's out there. There he is. Uh, here we go. Jason Bryant won some sort of like top sports news writer person something whatever he got an award and he's a good guy and uh so all around good guy yeah uh mm-hmm. matt talk online he's all about the wrestling that guy so good guys do win sometimes yeah hey you i know? i wanted to throw something out i did I, i'm kind of in a um an education groove i think part of it is i don't know about you but do you have the thing where every day feels like the same day kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I, sure. I didn't even leave the house yesterday. It was like, I got to get out of this place. I woke up today and for the first three minutes thought it was Sunday. Like I was like, oh crap, I got to print out the sheet music for church. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's, it's, it's ask the podcast coach day. <laughs> um, but no, I ended up finding, um, 
Here's a great lesson. This is now my second tangent from, from the original idea. But if you are having somebody on your show and they have a book, I have now found out through a very painful lesson, read the book. Like read, and unless you read like three chapters in and you go, this has nothing to do with my audience. And I did not. And the book is called The Wealth of Connection. Uh, Vincent uh, Pugliese is like the cool Italian way to say it, but it looks like Pugliese or something like that. And uh, just a great book. It's all about, here's what's great about it is it's the first book I I think I've ever listened to that the minute it was done, it was like a ride at an amusement park where you're like, I want to listen again. And it's literally like, it's either a lesson and here's a story that explains that, or it's a story with a lesson to the point that by the time you, it doesn't feel like you're listening to a book. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like some guy going, let me tell you a bunch of stories about this and this and that. And it's just. You mean like a podcast? Kind of like, yeah, it's like a four hour long podcast. Uh, but it's called the, the Wealth of Connection. I'll have links to that out in the show notes. Uh, but I say that because between that and there's another one called uh, The Red Thread by Tamsin Webster. And it's all about how to take your brilliant idea. And maybe you have a brilliant idea, but the way you're explaining it to people is just not, they don't get it. So that has me now kind of looking inward and going, hmm, how do I explain what I do? And in the process, I came across, she, uh, she was talking about, there are a lot of things that you say, probably, she's saying this to everyone, that are the truth. And I said, I didn't even realize this. I have a bunch, you know, I have the, I have a lot of bumper stickers, right? You know, spent a hundred dollars on a microphone, spent a hundred hours getting to know your audience. But the one I always say is if, if you aren't making people laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain, you're boring. And I just wanted to throw that by somebody and go, is that true? Or is that just Dave being Dave? What's well, I, not, not everything is for everybody. And, right. and, you know, what works for some individuals de- definitely doesn't work for others. And so I think it's hard, you know, you do some, you know, you do some shows that are kind of based on your opinion of right. them. And that that's not always the universal opinion. And I, I'm always surprised, like there are some, there are some pretty popular podcasts that I just kind of go like serial. Mm-hmm. I, I, I listen for 10 minutes and I'm like, yeah, no, (laughs) like not interested. This, this might be the dumbest concept I've ever heard. Like for me, right. That was just for me. I was just not a big serial fan. Um, I, you know, I like to listen to the NPR style. The one stuff everybody makes fun of through line is a brand new one of those that they've been doing for a couple of years. That's kind of radio lab esque, Mm -hmm. really highly produced, very well done, very well researched, big group over the last six months I've been listening to the through to through line. I really enjoy it. Now I like that style, but for some, yeah, it just doesn't, uh, doesn't, you know, work for them. So. Yeah. Everybody has different. Well, that's it. Yeah. And my, my new bumper sticker that I, as I'm kind of examining, like, okay, what do I want to be known for or whatever? What's, what's my, what's the main thing, the theme that runs through the school of podcasting And it is, I think, this is my rough draft of this, is that so many people focus on the broadcast, and I realize this is a radio thing, so already Mm -hmm. it's outdated. 
But so many people focus on the broadcast and not enough people, I feel, are focusing on the reception, right? They're all about like right now the Roadcaster 2 got leaked and, you know, blah, 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 microphones and, you know, what's the best way to record a, you know, interview. It's all the tech and the broadcast. And I'm like, I don't think enough people are focusing on like, hey, how well is this resonating with my my audience and that's when I was like, well, how do you know if it resonates? And I, that's when I went back to the whole like, well, does it make you laugh, cry, think, grown, educate, or entertain? But you're right. You could have something that's really funny and educational. But if somebody comes on and goes, on today's show, we're going to be talking mm-hmm. with Jim. You know, and they're like, oh, I'm not. That's just not their style. That may uh, be the case. This is, one of the, this is one of those things where if you try to be all things to all people, you're nothing to anybody. Right. I don't know. If that, I know what you that, mean. That made sense. I do the same do. thing every time you're I say that. You're nothing to everybody. That's what we should say. <laughs> so, um, it, it, you know, the niche is really, really important. And, you know, Rog- Rogan's got a niche. It's not, you know, it's, it's maybe in his style, right? Whatever, in what he, in what he does. Marin has his niche. The the folks, whoever's popular right now, the, this this beautiful life or whatever those are. Um, so I think you just got to be, I think you got to be you in the best way that you can be. And you're always going to get feedback from people who are like, well, you could do it this way and you could do it that way. And you got to kind of determine like, well, who do I want to be? And who am I the, where am I hmm, having trouble putting words together this morning? What am I doing when I'm at my best? And then really focus on on that and let the let the naysayers go by the side. We had a, a great every Friday I do a thing with the members of the school of podcasting called Lunch with Dave. And it's just a quick half hour group coaching. And we were talking about somebody said, What do you think about mixing a solo show and an interview? Because he was saying how he listens to some fairly popular show and the guy kind of does his uh, take on what the topic is, and then he interviews somebody about the topic. And I go, well, I said, I'll give you an example. Mark Marin does that. He starts off with a, I was in Albuquerque and blah, 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 and the cats and yada, yada, yada. And here's my talk with Keith Richards. And I go, for the longest time, I would skip the whole like, here's what's going on. I don't know, man, I'm trying to do vinyl and yada, yada. And he's just talking about his life. And then here's my talk with Melissa Etheridge or whatever. And the more I started listening a little bit to what he was saying, the more I started to care about what he said. But for the longest time, I did not listen to the beginning of that. So I think it's, and we all kind of came to the same conclusion, which is what you just said. Some people are going to like it and some people are not. And we had somebody at the school of podcasting who was saying, Hey, I just did something and I want to share it with it with everybody. We're like, what was going on? She's like, I was ready to quit my podcast and she does it with her brother. And her brother said, well, what do you hate about it? And she's like, well, this and this and that, blah. And he goes, well, let's not do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things I think where sometimes we get stuck in a, we think it has to be in this framework or this time or whatever it was. And she goes, and I, we just switched it. We don't do that anymore. And we're having fun with the podcast again. And I was like, yep, that's kind of how it works. So yeah, I, it is one of those things where I think we all try to check boxes which is good, right? There are some best practices, but those best practices aren't going to work for everybody. So don't, right, don't right. obsess over that. Um, well, well, be your own style. This is the thing. Be your own, like you'll be known for something and be known for something you're good at. 
And so find that thing that people really like about what you're doing and, and the way you do it. And then do a lot of it. That's just, it just works, Dave. I've done that for nine years now at Gallup. Mm. And start the show the same. It's the same content. It's the same stuff. People tell me all the time, I really love the way you interview people. That's what, that's the feedback that I get. I love the way you do it. So why not do more interviews? Like that's, if that's what's working for people, do more of that kind of stuff. If I started, I was thinking, you know what I really need to do? And this just, this really drives me nuts just saying it. You should do a solo podcast. Like, no, no you don't not ever want to hear me solo. That's just not what, where I want to do or what I want to be. So it's, I think I'm having a stroke. I'm really having a hard time talking yeah. this morning. I'm glad we're capturing this uh, on, on video. The words just, yeah, that's right. This could be it for me. So enjoy, I don't know. I was having some trouble getting the words all the way to my mouth this morning. But yeah, find that thing that's that, that, that you get the most feedback on in a positive way. Yeah. What do people really like about what you're doing? Well, and I'm glad you said that because one of the things... Again, kind of going back to my thing of like, I don't think enough people focus on the reception. Like, in other words, they're not mm -hmm. focusing on the content. And when I say something like, when I ask a member of the School of Podcasting, I'm like, well, do you want me to review your show? Everybody sees that as Dave is going to come up and just slice it to bits. And a lot mm -hmm. of times it's the direct opposite. This was really good. Like your intro and your auto were phenomenal. Your audio sounded great. This was great. Um I had one this I listened to an episode yesterday of I think it's Balancing Christian Life, uh Kenny something. Um hundredth episode. Great story. I mean it was phenomenal. I, I was walking around listening to it and I said, you know, I don't think I can find anything to say. I said, Oh, wait a minute, I found one thing. I said at the end, you tease that you're gonna be talking to uh David Olstein. I said, you're assuming your audience knows who David Olstein is or Osteen. I go, my guess is he's, he's something to do with Joel. Um, I said, but other than that, I go, and I go, look, that's, that's me scrimping for, for crumbs. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think, I, I don't think we need to be so afraid of somebody listening to our show and, and it's not always going to be, oh, that was awful. So get some feedback on that. Um, a great place to get feedback. I'm trying to find it. Craig brought up a great question and it was about any tips on starting a mastermind. And Craig, I can't find that, but Craig from Inglaeus podcast um, was asking about that. Jim, have you ever like, are you in any masterminds or? Well, okay. What, what's the difference between like a meetup group and a mastermind? Like I've started a bunch of, meetup groups where we meet around software. It's like a particular kind of software or I've done that with Oracle software. I've done that with uh, crystal reports type software. I've done, we're, I've done some podcaster meetup groups. We've done, you know, those both based on a podcast and then lately for podcasters. What's the difference between that and a mastermind? Good question. I honestly don't know. I think in hmm. some cases a mastermind is maybe a more to hold you accountable. And Craig is saying yeah. maybe focus, maybe formal, maybe a more formal and maybe more consistent. Yeah. Like these groups that I, they're just like, Hey, come if you want to, I think maybe a mastermind is more like dedicated to we're going to meet at this time and talk about these things. Accountability. I like that focus and accountability. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, no, 
<laughs> I haven't been a part of any groups like that. I probably should be, just to be honest. But no, I haven't done that. The I used to, I, I'll, Craig. I'll see if I still have it. I, there was an ebook by Dan Miller, the guy from Forty Eight Days to the Work You Love, on how to start and run a mastermind. Because there is something to it. You because you have to have people that play nice together, and you want to hold each other accountable. But you have to do it in a respectful way. Uh, and he had a book. I know, but this is probably one of those where you go, oh, it seems like it's probably 10 years ago. But I remember it was really good. And it was all about how to choose. So usually you kind of want to interview things. The other thing is uh, that I have found is I'm in one mastermind group. And it started off, it was great. We had a lawyer. um, We had a graphic artist person. We had a marketing person. Like you need somebody to bring kind of a different skill set, maybe. Uh, depending on what the deal is. Now, that would be one if you're all brainstorming on a subject. But on the other hand, you might want everybody who does the same thing. But that gets kind of weird because you're helping your competition in a way. Mm -hmm. But um, I I just know a lot of it is you have to understand the personality types because I could see where if you had a bunch of alphas together, maybe that Mm -hmm. they would like, no, no, my way is the I don't know. So I think that's my way of saying no. I don't know how to start a mastermind. I just know that it's not as easy as let's get everyone together on a Tuesday. Yeah, I think it's it's going to require some like-mindedness, right? In going maybe towards a certain cause or going towards a certain objective. Uh, our coaches put together masterminds all the time and it's focusing around coaching. I, I apologize for my audio and video. I'm watching this thing going, going crazy <laughs> on me, but I'll just keep going. Um, and so... I think the other the other key part of this where maybe it's different than a meetup group is is creating kind of a social contract that says we're gonna do this for a certain length of time and then we're gonna stop. By the way, or we're gonna we're gonna consider renewing. You know, you and I don't do that. We probably should on an annual basis just say, Hey, where are we going with this thing? Are we gonna do it for another year? Are we gonna you know, in a lot of ways, you and I have a we have our own mastermind. We would never call it that, but right. we get together every Saturday. We talk to each other. We talk about topics around podcasting. It's a little bit, I think, if I if I understand what the mastermind concept is, it's a little mastermindish. We get that's a whole brand new word. We get some pre-show and some post-show where you and I talk individually. You know, we we right. the kind of the the private chat, which is good for us, which both sharpens us, right? I think we we've spent some time asking each other questions off air that are are personal and professional in nature. So uh, how do you start one? I think you ask some people to join one. Maybe it's one person, maybe it's four. I figure out who you have access to. Yeah, you might come up with a group of people that you think would make a great group and say, hey, I I was thinking of doing a mastermind with you, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so. And then maybe if you can get one person to say yes, then you can say, I'm doing a group with so-and-so and so-and-so, and so-and-so has already said yes. What do you think kind of thing? Um, here's a great uh, beauty bubble. says, masterminds don't serve sandwiches <laughs> and meetups do. Uh, so, uh, uh, that's good. I'm that's sure fun. there's got to be that. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a, if I were to go into Apple Podcasts or something or Google, you, you've probably heard of that thing called Google and just put in like mastermind podcast. There's got to be something oh, sure. on that. Sure. Because I just know sure. uh, Natalie Ekdahl from BizChicks, uh, that is B-I-Z-C-H-I-X, has a mastermind. And she has a book, but I think it's more about 
the mentality of being an entrepreneur. I don't know that it's about masterminds, but she'd be a good person to ask. So I'll have to uh, hunt her down because she is she, there's a person that knows exactly who she's looking for because she's got so many degrees and so much experience. And so she's like when she does consulting, her criteria is you need to be making at least six figures in your business. Like if that's not it, nope, not you're not my target audience. So uh, that's that's part of it is knowing who you want in it. What do you want to learn? And then the other thing I would say is uh, make sure that it's organized and not just a like, let's sit around and and shoot the Shinola for an hour kind of thing. Because I've been in musical groups that were not organized and that will mm-hmm. kill it more than anything. I remember I when I lived in Cleveland, I would drive down here to play in a a band and they were just, I'm like, and they didn't care because when they, when it was over for them, they were, you know, like, ah, whatever. I'm like, I got an hour drive home guys. So like, can we kind of, you know, stay a little more focused? So yeah. Um, If you're in a mastermind, um, you know, feel free to ask the podcast coach.com slash join. We'll jump you into the video. Uh, DR had a question. She said, hey, Dave, do you have to be a member of the School of Podcasting in order to get an audit from you? Uh, No, but you do have to pay. So if you go to podcastradioshow.com slash store, you'll see there are first impression reviews. Then there's the uh, a private review if you want me to just review it. Or if you want a little more exposure and another opinion, you can go to Podcast Review Show. And that's the show I do with uh, myself and Eric K. Johnson, who's got like four billion years in radio and is really good at helping you polish your content. Uh, but uh, the uh, one of the news this week, and it's not really news because it should come out this week from what I understand, is Road. Well, not even Road. Somebody leaked uh, screenshots and stats of the Rodecaster Pro 2. And the thing I thought was really weird, because I'm using it right now, is apparently they have removed the ability to plug your phone, the TRRS uh, connection. But I also saw screenshots where they now allow you to plug in two devices into the Rodecaster. And there's there may be some sort of Rodecaster app. So I guess my whole thing is, uh, A... I feel bad for whoever leaked this because it's a leak. It's not a like where they, you know, where the record label accidentally leaks it to somebody and the song gets out. It's like, no, no, this was, this appears to be a leak because every page that had screenshots of it was removed. There are people behind the scenes going, no, no, take it down. Nope, nope, nope. So they're not ready yet. But I did see one and I don't know what denomination is that the right thing when you're talking money? Denomination sounds very religious. Um, whatever the, uh, I don't know what the dollar amount was in, if it was rubles or francs or whatever, but it was 1300 bucks. Francs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where did you pull that one from? <laughs> Suddenly it's 1942. It's been a hundred years since we had francs. <laughs> so anyway, um, I did great. see it, whatever great. it was. It was thirteen hundred bucks, and I don't know if yeah. it was. Do- it looked yeah. like it had a dollar sign, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. "And what I did see was they have the big bottom and the oral exciter, which still sounds dirty every time I say it. And then uh, there's something called the creator or something like that. And from what I I talked to somebody who knows audio and knows, um, oh, I forget the name of the company they bought. Road bought Aphex, 
and this Aphex Extra plug-in thing is a super-duper multi-band compressor leveler kind of thing. And I was like, oh, well, that could be kind of cool. Okay, so good. Uh, SP says... uh, that was New Zealand dollars, which is about 900 bucks. <laughs> All right. That's still ex- more expensive than the other one. Um, so we shall see. But uh, it, there's not much to talk about because there's no video. There's no, you know, here's what it looks like. Here's what the back looks like. Here's the things. But again, I say so many people focusing on the broadcast, not focusing on the reception because it's not like if you had. I don't know, a Focusrite 2i2, which is a great interface, and then you switch to a Rodecaster, like, all of a sudden, people are like, oh, I'll listen now. I wasn't going to listen before using that, you know, Scarlet thing. Uh, I don't know. But if, but if it was out today, Dave, would you have it? Would you want it? Would you I, have I some? Would, well, see, but and this is where I kind of go. I, I, I don't know that I can answer that honestly, because part, I mean, I have a Tascam Mixcast 4 sitting on my couch in the living room that I is just literally gathering lots of dust. Um, there's a part of me that goes, yeah, I would buy it because, well, I need to, because, you know, I need, it's part of my job. I got to talk about it, you know, but... Uh, now if it wasn't my job, if I wasn't like Mr. School of Podcasting guy, I, 900 bucks is a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money and I'm not sure it does a whole lot more than that's the thing. You have to figure out like, here's this one. What's the new one do? Um, and then yeah, 900, 900 based on the new technology that's in it. And I mean, what's the. That's What's it. the value proposition in this thing? Is it just that it has better amp, better preamps? Oh, better and, preamps. You know. They say no more cloud lifters, no more fed heads. In fact, they even say that uh, somebody said they saw some documentation that said if you use one, there'll be so much gain that you'll just like, it'll sound bad. So we'll, we'll see. But mm. uh, Neil mm. makes a great point. The best microphone in the world won't save a bad show. And likewise, mm-hmm. the best marketing in the world will not grow your show it's just gonna let the world know that your show sucks uh quicker you know in some cases so <laughs> that's a little harsh um that is a little but it is i mean well there's that doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about this like the quality aspect of the podcast is is i don't know if it's just as important but it is important yeah as the content, right? I mean, if you're if you're struggling, like to you know, today I'm struggling with the bandwidth. I don't know why, but I am. It's distracting, right? Yeah. And so you know, you, you kind of got to go. Um, you got to start thinking like, okay, it's about content and about the you know the construction of this. Yeah. So I think my point is, a lot of people get it close enough. You know, they've got a Samsung Q2U. They've got a windscreen on it. It's a couple inches from their mouth. They're good. And yet they're going, ah, should I get an RE20? And maybe I should, should I use Riverside instead of Squadcast? And I'm like, eh, none of that really, you know. But if you're using a Blue Yeti and it's on the center of your table, set up to pick up in every direction and you're doing, you know, that, yeah. So I, I agree. It has to, I always tell people it has to be listenable, you know, and when, uh, you know, Mr. Bondurant is mowing the lawn so loud that you can't hear me anymore. That's a problem. And for the record, that guy mowed his lawn three times this week. I was so happy when he mowed it yesterday. Uh, was, oh, yeah. You were like, yes, yes. he's not going to, he's, he's not going to break it. 
yeah. out on Saturday. Uh, Uncle Marv makes a good point. Says sometimes content will compensate for poor audio, and I think that can be true as well. Yeah, I see a lot of shows that should have better audio, but but don't care because they have an audience, and I think that can be true to a point. Again, it just kind of depends on the audience who who you who's your focus. I mean, some some folks will be like, "No, nah, I don't care. I want to get what they're saying, and I don't care about the audio because I'm listening to it on a crappy whatever." And then there's some folks who would be like, no, I, it needs to be better than that, or I'm just not going to listen to it. So, um, but, but both are applicable. It'll be interesting to see, did they have, was there any leaked release date on, on this? And is this a, is this a big jump is from what you saw? Is this a big jump over everything else that's been released in the last six months? Or is it just kind of a small increment of uh, upgrade? Do you think? No, it was smaller. And the, I don't know if the screen was any bigger or smaller, but the whole thing was smaller. Oh, it does have uh, not just XLR jacks, but the kind of dual jack. So if you want to plug in a, a quarter inch, which would be great for musicians. So I, that was my whole thing. I saw it and I was like, yeah, what's different? And I saw, oh, they took away the TRRS cable for the phone, but they added two USB-C things. And I was like, okay, is one of those meant for... Like if I want to power this thing on batteries. So there's a lot that we're kind of like, yeah, we need to wait till one comes out and we get a video. Cause Rode's really good at releasing stuff and having videos and yeah. um, showing what the difference is. But no leak, no, no leak videos yet. No, I, I looked, I was like, ah, I bet. And it was like, nope, just a lot of screenshots of, um, you know, the, the pictures and things like that. So um, yeah, uh, Neil says, Again, Uncle Marv is right. Let's not forget that millions and millions of people listen to talk radio where 80% of the guests are on a phone. The other thing I was really surprised on, um, I forgot my phone yesterday and I was in the car and had to listen to the radio. So the first thing that was hilarious is I was halfway. I'm going to say I had 10 minutes in the car and the first five minutes was nothing but advertising. And so Mm -hmm. then I actually went to the AM dial and my first, like, just shouting in my brain was, Oh my God, people still listen to this because I forgot how bad. Now I realize that in some cases, if you're out in like rural, like farmland, if I understand this right, an AM signal, Neil would know he's an old radio guy. Um, the signal goes longer than an FM signal. And so, and if it's like, Oh, well you can just listen on your phone, not in the middle of nowhere. You might not have the best uh, Wi-Fi out there or, you know, mm-hmm. phone signal and things like that. So I was like, oh, that's probably why AM still exists, because there are a group of people that that's the only thing they can hear. But I was just, it was just, I mean, it was beyond just, uh, uh, I was like, oh, geez, Louise. So it, it's, it's amazing the economy of radio and why it still works. In, in, I mean, it, yeah. listen, if it, if it didn't pay for itself, they would just shut down. It's not a, it's not a not for profit. I mean, radios, you know, it's the definitely for profit, right? Um, I think what's helped is they consolidated to begin with, right? The whole radio industry is consolidated. So they got more efficient. They're going to continue. And, and, you know, Eric K. Johnson's in radio. So he would, he, he knows, he would know the ins and outs of this for sure. But it, it, it you got to wonder sometimes you're like, how much longer can radio stay around? Obviously we, they, people are still in the car they're still turning it on right still very powerful yeah i know Uh, michael ray says an am station will go 800 miles that's why truckers love it 
Mm-hmm. I, I think if they're, of course, now have fun making any money as a trucker right now when diesel's, you know, $8 million a gallon. <laughs> um, but uh, I know a lot of, when my dad was, even in the early days of, well, in his last days of trucking, um, satellite radio had just come on and all the truckers were jumping on that because you could listen to a station all the way across mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be cool. But um, in terms of advertising, I think advertising might actually, not just because it's advertising, but I, I am slowly becoming more worried about advertising and how it might affect podcasting. And we're going to talk about that right after we thank our awesome supporters. <laughs> so, um, you know what I need? I need like awesome supporter music, like it trumpets, yeah, kind so, of fanfare, yeah. trumpets. But, but I do want to thank our awesome supporters, uh, people like, uh, James over at the dog podcast network. If you got a little hound or a pooch or a mutt, whatever you got, and you got to walk it around the block and you're like, ah, you got to go out now. Really? Well, here's a way to make that walk much better. Go over to dog podcast network, find a show. They got a ton of them over there. Long shores. Why can I not say long shows? I say that every week, long shows, short shows. They're all there over at the dog podcast network. Find one, subscribe today. We also want to uh, thank PodPage. If you like the website out at askthepodcastcoach.com, that's running on PodPage. And you can try PodPage for free over at trypodpage.com. And uh, if you just can't get enough of Jim Collison, go visit him over at theaverageguy.tv. And of course, when you think podcasting, well, think schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code COACH when you sign up and you will save. And uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And we want to say thanks to everyone who is doing that. And I watched a video. It was a video. I watched a movie, and it was part Freaky Friday, uh, part um, – it's it's uh, Rebel Wilson. It's called um, Senior Year. It's on Netflix. And she's lost a ton of weight, by the way. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. And to make a long story short, she's in a coma for, I think, 27 years. She wakes up and she never got to graduate high school. So she goes, oh, it's, so it's part Billy Madison has to go back to school. But the fun thing is, and it's really, it was like, huh, is it compares high school in either the 90s, like early 90s to now. And so all the students like there's no more uh, prom queen because it's too much focused on beauty and body and there's no cheerleaders because it was too sexy and blah 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 and there's no this and there's there's no more clubs because they're exclusionary there's no this and basically and and so rebel wilson is like wait high school is one of the best times of my life and this is really boring and i was like interesting so it's this whole thing and so now tying that into advertising, one of the reasons, and Adam Curry has said this over and over and over, why it's hard to monetize a network, even if they're all talking about whatever, you know, it's the NASCAR, it's the pharmacist uh, network where all these different shows talk about pharmacists, if that's even a verb. And he goes, it doesn't work because they have to be safe. All the podcasts have to be safe to be, to advertise on. And so we keep hearing how, you know, there's a, just a thing that came out. It's like 1.2 billion and we're projected to be 4 billion by the end of 2023 and all this advertising. And I'm like, yeah, but advertising is only going to jump in if 
you have brand safe content. And to me, I don't listen to anything that crazy. And I think sometimes when you say, well, it can't, you know, what's the opposite of brand safe? Everybody goes, oh, it's hate speech and Nazism. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not where I'm going with that. I just worry that if we make all of our podcasts safe, like, isn't that going to be boring? I don't know. It's a good question. It is. It's a, it's a, what, like what's safe? You know, this is the, it's like, it's the, it's, let's just choose a non-controversial topic like language. Mm. Do I swear or don't I swear? That doesn't seem to be, you know, a, a flaming issue at the moment. So right. I think we could safely talk about it. And, um, you do, but that's the question. I mean, 25 or 30 years ago, you just couldn't get away with what's being said on podcasts today. And people don't even bat an eye at the, if an F-bomb gets dropped yeah. or whatever uh, inside, a, inside a podcast anymore. So there's some shifting, I hate to say it this way, there's some shifting values going on around that. At least, at least when we think about from a society standpoint, from a listener's base standpoint. Yeah. Or it used to be advertisers, no go. Like if you're right. cursing... No go. Today, there may be some advertisers that would be okay with that. There was a, there's, there's TikTok is now creeping into Facebook under the name Reels. And there was a dad who was, I'm going to say 37 and his son is maybe six. And the, the fun ha ha part of the, the quick little video was the dad screaming an F-bomb at the kid. And I was Mm -hmm. like. Mm-hmm. What are we teaching our kid? Not again. I'm no prude, but I was like, it was just like, look, we're gonna we're gonna be inappropriate in public so that we're popular. And I was like, I mean, I realize we're getting mm-hmm. off the the realm of podcasting, but I was just like, hmm, that's different. That's that's different. The way you know, um, uh, Neil has a great point. People don't hate listening to ads; they hate listening to bad ads, and that is yeah. a good point because. Yeah. I usually skip Conan O'Brien's ads, but I'll give him credit. He tries to make them entertaining, at least. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle says marketers ruin everything <laughs> at times. <laughs> got to pay for it somehow, right? Got to yeah. pay for this. We got to figure out how to yeah. pay for this stuff. So, so that's my only, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I see more and more advertising circling and I'm just like, yeah, but if they want it. So maybe that's, maybe that's the thing I don't have to worry about. Maybe advertisers are like, ah, so they drop a couple F-bombs. I mean, um. I think it was Adam Carolla in the early days. He had some grill manufacturer and he'd cuss and say all like he'd say negative things about the company. In some cases, somebody said, I didn't hear him. I'm so this is, this is third party information, but they were saying how he was so brutal, but that just comes from Howard Stern. He was another guy that did really interesting ads. So now Dave, we could curse on this show. But we, we don't. We choose not to, right? We we could, but why would you say we don't? Um, like, we could. Yeah. We've never sat down. We've never had this conversation, by the way. This is We've never sat down and been like, yeah, we're going to come up with a clean show. But why do you think we we continue to stay clean on this show? For the most part. I still want to drop an F-bomb for fun. Um, <laughs> I don't know. No, no, don't, yeah, don't, uh, but uh, um, <laughs> part of it is by default, you have a bigger audience if you don't. You you are still in Bahran. Oh, it's always fun trying to pronounce these. Belarus, Brunei, Darulusum, uh, Burkina Faso, Chad, Egypt, India, Jordan, Lebanon, Nepal, Oman, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, 
Tunisia, United Arab Emirates, Uzbekistan, um, which is actually my middle name. And uh, we're huge there, by the way. And we are huge in Uzbek. Yeah, I'm going to get a T-shirt. I am huge in <laughs> Uzbekistan um, and Yemen. So when you say one naughty word and you mark your show explicit, then you get pulled from all those uh, libraries. Uh, from Apple in all those countries. Now, am I worried about Uzbekistan? Not really. I'll have to go check after the show to see how many Uzbekian listeners we get. But to me, just, I, I don't, you know, people can listen to the show in the car with their kids, with their kids going, dad, turn it off. I don't want to listen to those old guys, uh, you know, or whatever they're saying. I, it's never been, I don't know. Why, why do you think? We I do? mean, in real life, I curse like a sailor, yeah. but I, when I'm on podcasts, I, I, I don't, it's just, it's a, it's a weird thing. I just, I, I, and I shouldn't say I don't, I mean, I'm sure it's dropped. I've dropped a few right. uh, dandies in there, but I, I think it's weird that it's weird. We've never talked about it. We've never agreed upon it, but it's the default we've fallen into right. here on the show. If a guest called in and said they wanted to, is, is it okay? Because that's one of the things. Oftentimes, I hear in podcasts, right. "Hey, is it okay if I, if I curse?" Well, what would you, what would you say if someone said, if a caller? I, I would a, just say I prefer you don't. Because here's yeah. why: because I'm just going to bleep it out. Like I'm not going to cut right. it out, but I'll bleep right. it out, and that right. just means more editing. Because yeah. if you bleep it, it's still clean, and it's not. So many people. This is one of those words that when you say clean. It gets assumed like people are like, oh, you're one of those right wing nut jobs that wears a red hat and blah, like, no, just because I said I right. don't want to do extra editing. Now I'm now I'm Hitler again. I'm like, wait, <laughs> all, all roads lead to Hitler. I'm like, but um, I don't know. I guess yeah. put it this way. I've never had somebody say, oh, I won't listen to that show. Why? Oh, the guy doesn't curse. But I've heard of people saying, oh, I, I don't listen to that show. Why? Because the, the language is a bit offensive. Yeah. But I, I well, but you can you can listen. I don't I don't we don't swear on home gadget geeks either. And I hear from listeners just this week I, I had a tweet from a listener who said they their kids are listening to things I'm saying. Like the one of their one of their their kids recalled something that we talked about in the show. And I was like, oh, the kids are listening. And they're all they're they can listen because their parents are okay playing the podcast with their kids. And not everybody wants to, you know, you've got a podcast on and not not everybody wants the that language being put in front of their children. And so I I think it's a little bit safer that way. Again, we, we never, this, this is not a moral value right. proposition. We landed on at some point to be like, okay, Dave, we're going to start this. At, you know, we never intended to start this show to begin with, but while we're doing it, we've just kind of agreed. I think maybe just because we both have podcasts that don't focus on that or that don't use that language. Maybe that's just why we defaulted to it, you know, but certainly it'd be a different show. If we were, oh, if, could if you we, imagine? Like if, it, it, it'd be different. Because to me, and I'm, yeah, I'm not sure I could do it, to be honest. To me, I save those words. I think they're really powerful. I look at them from a, is the word linguistic? Uh, like, linguistic, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, sure. Uh, there's a great, I haven't watched it yet. I watched four minutes of it. If you have HBO Max, go watch George Carlin's American Dream. I've seen four minutes of it, and I cannot wait to watch it. But George had a skit about 
you know, words and he was talking about the F word. And he said, that's the one you say for the end of the argument. It's like mm. F you and the horse you rode it on. Yeah, um, yeah. And not I was, not, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> and to me, I'm kind of that same. And that's how I, I get kind of mad when not from an offense. I'm offended. How dare you kind of way. But when I see somebody just uh, F this and F that and F and F and F and F and F and yeah. F and F, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, you're watering down the power of that word that, like I wanted to still mm-hmm. have like, oh, why you said F you. That's like the yeah. worst. And like, if we just keep throwing it out there, then it's like, eh, it kind of loses some of its power potentially. And of course that's all through perception, yeah. but yeah. yeah. No. Go ahead. Well, DR says, uh, this is funny. If you watch the old Dean Martin roast on Pluto, uh, they are so not PC and everyone's oh, laughing yeah. at the, yeah, they're like, oh, they're making, especially no. poor Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, they're like, they're making blind jokes. They're uh, like all sorts of stuff. And he's not, just not one fly today he's at all. He's just drunk and smoking yeah. and laughing away. Oh, yeah. 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 No, a different day. Yeah. Different day. It's Listen, it's in, in today's world. It's you go back and watch some of those old 60s. I mean, watch some cartoons out of the 50s and you'll be like, oh, oh yikes. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a completely different world. Yeah. Now I have heard other. This is where you just do a. The old Ben Franklin, right? The pros and cons on a sheet with a line down the middle. Yeah. And mm. I know some people are like, no, I have to swear in my show because to them, it's a way to make sure they're real. Like, I want it to be a real conversation, and that's how real people talk. And I'm like, the beautiful thing of it is, it's yeah. it's your show. Do whatever you want. Um, and that's completely fine as, as well. I just, uh, I get it. And- Again, if you see me in person, again, I don't use them a lot, but I do on occasion. My dad was a truck driver. I've heard them, although he didn't do a lot around me. You know, like most kids, I learned all those swear words in elementary school. So that's when I I always love the fact that when people are like, no, don't. He's in second grade. I'm like, trust me, he's heard them already. (laughs) Um, Kyle makes a good point. He says he, he doesn't curse on any podcast, but I do listen to some that do. Yeah. And know your audience. And I'm not offended. Like, I choose right. not to, but I'm not offended. And then part of that, too, is because, I mean, I podcast professionally. Yeah. So if my audience shows up over there, do I really want them? Now, I'm personally not against it. It's not like when I'm out in public, if people are doing it, I'm like, oh, you, you We're should, going you know, home. Like, yes. Get some soap. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, let's clean up that mouth. Yeah. But. I, I personally, when I'm with my friends, you know, again, I'll, I'll let it fly. So, but I can make that switch. That's the weird thing. I can make that switch. I listen, I, I do hundreds of hours of recording. Well, it's probably not hundreds, but yeah, maybe a year. Yeah. And, and for the most part, I can get it all done without dropping anything. So some people would say, well, why don't you then you just, why don't you just talk that way? I remember we didn't curse a lot in front of our kids when they were growing up. Right. And when they became adults, every, the doors kind of opened. Right. <laughs> and for the first, I don't know, six months or so, it was weird for them to hear that from us. Right. Right. That was just, that was weird. So part of it, I think is just expectation of what, of what that is and what it means. If you're currently doing it on your podcast, Hey, if it's working for you and your audience, great. If you're not, good for you. And from that standpoint, continue to to go with what's working. I remember once I was in an event and Emily Prokop and I were talking and I said something was BS. 
Except I, and she goes, oh, that's yeah. so weird. And I go, what? She goes, I've never heard a curse word come out of you. <laughs> and I yeah. go, you know, so that's. It maybe, can be your brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, Big Blue says, when I was a kid, I was told swearing was not clever. I've since found out more words. Uh, the more words you know, the cleverer you are. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Howard Stern, when he moved to satellite radio, so he could say anything and do anything he wanted to. And he purposely, for about the first, at least the first couple of weeks, he told his audience, nope, we're going to still do it like we're on uh, traditional radio because uh, he just didn't want it to be a giant, you know, F like, welcome to the F bomb show. Yeah, right. right. F bomb, F bomb, F bomb. So, uh, Ross, the uh, king of live streaming, says, I'm uh, from New Jersey. Four letter words are in everyday adjectives, and I'm quite proficient. But in a business tech creator show, not fair to audience members who who want, and it, it, it really doesn't add anything. So, um, yeah, I think we're all in the same boat. It kind of depends. The other thing is, too, if you think about it, there is an intimacy. I've always thought, correct me if I'm wrong, I've always thought if you start swearing around people, that's actually kind of a form of like, I trust you because mm-hmm. I normally mm-hmm. don't do this, but we're now on a level of, of intimacy that I can now say BS in front of you. And, you know, you, you know that I know that you know that I normally don't say that in front of people, but <laughs> you're close enough to me that I can say that. So um, that might be part of it too. So at any rate, if you have a, uh, well, go ahead. Ken Blanchard had a question. I was going to oh. try and find it. Something around, um, uh, Ken, I know you reminded us of this. Let me see if I can find it really quick. But something about creating, do, do you, if you're going to do a new podcast, do you create it brand new or is it better to add it to something that you already have? I mean, what's the value? If you have, if you have something, a new idea and you already got an audience mm. on a just add it to the current podcast that you have or create a brand new one. Uh, as always with every podcast answer, it depends. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah. started a show and boy, am I learning so much from this show? I started the podcast trailer show and it's, it's slowly, I, I'm noticing uh, some smoke. I, I think we might have a fire in the engine here. It's not going as smooth as I thought, um, but I didn't add it to this show. Like you're not just all of a sudden having, you know, the podcast trailer show sneak in, even though they're both about podcasting, but this show is about answering podcast questions. That one's about finding new podcasts to listen to. And they're similar, but, and I just go back to Netflix, right? Netflix has a ton of shows, but yet they don't make me watch all of them. And so what I would do is on the show where I have an, you know, an audience, I can say, if you like this show, but you want it in shorter snippets, go over to podcastconsultant.com and check out your podcast consultant. It's um, big tips with, uh, no, uh, small, small lessons with big value. Forgot my tagline, but it's like nine minutes or less. So if you want just a little snippet podcast thing, that's that. And those that want it can go do it. And those that are like, no, I'm good with this one. I like my long show. So I think that's what I would use the the one show to promote the other because they, you know, there are those people that come for the host. I don't know. What do you think, Jim? Would you ever be tempted to push an episode of the trailer show down the Ask the Podcast Coach feed as a, hey, I mean, here's a trailer of a podcast about, about trailers. trailers? <laughs> yeah. Um, would, would you do it? Would you do it? I might. Have you thought about it? Once. 
But I, I am yeah. not a huge fan of see that that I might tolerate more as a listener because it's the same host and the same topic. What I don't kind of enjoy, especially if they push the whole episode, is hey, here's a show um from my friend Susan. She does a show about busy moms. Here you go. And everybody's like, what? Because I've I've had that happen on a playlist and I'm in the shower and all of a sudden an episode comes on and I'm like, I, what? Like who changed the channel? Like you're in my podcasting playlist and all of a sudden I forget what it was, but it wasn't remotely close. And it was a, it was one of those, you know, NPR kind of style networks. And they're like, Oh, it's the new one from something, something. And I was like, yeah, I didn't, I don't remember asking for this. So I'm not a, I get how they're, they're kind of cool, but for me to do a, a the the fun phrase is it's a feed drop. It's got to be a pretty close match to my show, and that's always get that gets a little weird because now I am kind of promoting someone who's like the closer you are, the more you're my competition, and I know there's no competition, but there kind of is at times, and it's just like mm. so it's that's that's a I don't know what do you Jim are you doing that. Do you, um, no, it's a good, I mean, I think it's a good question. I think that trailer show would work pretty well for the Ask the Podcast Coach or for school podcasting. Either one of those would probably work. And I, I think, Dave, your listeners would, would, might even enjoy getting a trailer episode of a trailer podcast. It's kind of ironic. So that, that would fit, that would fit pretty well. Um, I, it just got me thinking. So this week, you know, we, we had all these, had all these internet trouble on Thursday when I was going to record it and I stretched it out to see, I thought maybe it would come back. It's fixed itself this morning. Yeah. Never did. So we just canceled. And then I thought, you know, should I open that? Cause I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to produce anything this week. Should I open that up to another podcast to say, Hey, Submit for me one of your shows. It fits. It's kind of close. Would it be okay if I promoted your show down my channel? Like Uncle Marv, who's in our chat room, he does IT biz, the IT business podcast. His his podcast would be really, really close to mine. Should I reach out to him and say, um, I'm not doing, I'm not, this is not a secret way of doing this, Marv. Um, and I'm, I probably wouldn't now because I'm going to take the weekend off. But could I? be smart about that and promote somebody else's podcast in a way on a week when I'm going to miss an episode. That'd be another way to, to, and when my listeners tolerate it, right? I guess I wouldn't know until I tried it and I took some feedback from it. Yeah, that's really it. Well, because you've mentioned yeah. it so much coming to the show, that's right. It's a trailer about a podcast about trailers. As a podcaster, we're all looking for our next podcast guest or our next podcast collaborator. As a listener, we're always looking for our next favorite podcast. And at the Podcast Trailer Show, I'm going to help you find your next favorite podcast, your next favorite guest, and your next favorite collaborator. Subscribe and follow today at podcasttrailershow.com. Yay. I, I checked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not a great trailer. And that's. Oh, other, it's not bad. It's not bad. Well, it was. I'm, all, not, a, I'm not a trailer fan. It was also uh, all about here's how you're going to benefit. But I have found out in listening to these, here's one of the things that's in, that I have to figure out. If I play a trailer 
do no that is not me on the guitar um that was some um uh audio blocks i think is who i use for most of my music if i play a trailer on the show are you assuming i've picked it because i thought it was good because i'm mm. picking trailers because mm. i finally found mm. one i would assume i well i i are you talking about if you played a tra- just an, a, a random trailer on your show yeah, or what i've been doing here's the thing this is what's so weird about this show i thought hey i found this service they're going to make it super easy to find trailers. So I'll play maybe one trailer and it'll be a daily show. And I was like, yeah, that's awful short. Let's make it two trailers and I'll throw an ad in the middle. Well, the ads are too long because the content's only two minutes long. And so that was a weird thing. But then I found that Audrey is a cool service, but not quite as cool as I thought it was in terms of finding trailers. So now it's getting hard to find them. And so when I do find them and what I did that was so dumb is I said, not let's not just play two trailers. Let's play two trailers that are similar. So here's two podcasts that are, are about um, assisted living. Here's two podcasts that are about quality and production. Here's And I was like, by doing that, I now have to, like I've set criteria, and if things don't meet the criteria, and so I, find, I found a show, it was called um, The... Uh, something about faith in the system or something like that was all about systems. The guy never, I'm amazed at how many people do not name their, their website in their, their trailer. So many of them say, find me wherever a good podcast are sold. And I'm like, that's a horrible call to action. Um, And then some of them literally like if there's uh, oh crap, I need anyway, if I had any, some sort of music or something in a show, and it just stops. It's like they're they're just playing and everything's great. And yeah, so if I uh, this is number two, he said. Speaking of the joy of the roadcaster, so if I do this right, and all of a sudden they're like, you know, find me at podcastrodeoshow dot. Ah, crap! It faded out. But what I'm trying to do is, if all of a sudden your music goes, it's jarring. Like if it's not a normal and like all of a sudden. It's like, so, and that's how they end their promo. Like, listen to the Dave Jackson Power Hour. The music's like, yeah, and da 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 And it just stops. And I was like, no, no fade out. No, you know, nothing to end. It's just like, wow, that's jarring. So, um, yeah, so it's it's one of those things that just dawned on me. Yeah, uh, James Cridlin has a trailer show. And this is, again, is where I'm finding, these are NPR things. And they're like, on the next version of such and such. And then they never mentioned the website. I was like, wait, you have 18 people doing your trailer and nobody thought, Hey, maybe we should throw in the website in there. It's just like, uh, and they all assume that you heard season one on the next season of dark, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Kyle and Lisa will continue their, like what? I don't know who Kyle and Lisa are. So yeah, there are a lot of bad, in my opinion, bad trailers. So, you know, uh, Michael Delaney said, I could always play a trailer for any show that you did at the end and ask of, ask the podcast coach as a sign of, uh, of a tactic. Yeah. I thought about doing that. Like I could do like a whole week of like, Hey, this week they're, they're promos just for shows that I do. Here's one for asking, you know, tomorrow we're going to listen to your podcast consultant tomorrow. It's the school of podcasting. So, um, yeah, so I, uh, it's been a fun show. If I don't find a way to a find trailers easier, 
um, and find a format that isn't annoying, which again, you should have done this before you released it. Um, <laughs> it, it might come to a quick end because I thought this was going to be super easy and I've made it harder than it needed to be. Oh yeah. And I was like yeah. the whole thing about let's find two that are similar. I was like, that was a a great idea, but a bad idea. If this was my only show, it'd be a great idea. But for a show that I wanted to spend about 15 minutes on, and there's a I saw a great uh line. Somebody said it's interesting that the podcast that you spent as little amount of time on um to create, you want people to spend massive amounts of time listening to. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's a really good, that's a bumper sticker right there. So it was interesting. Yeah. It never, I mean, creating content, I think in most cases takes time. Now that that time can be in expertise. You know, a, a lot of time the, the stuff I do on the Gallup side is the work that I do. So I'm putting time into work and then that translates into the podcast. Right. So that sometimes that can make up for it. It kind of looks like, well, yeah, you're not really doing much there, but it's, well, no, it's actually my job. Same thing here with Ask the Podcast Coach. It's not like I have to do hours and hours and hours of research. I'm a podcaster for Gallup. I have to do this on a daily basis. I'm spending a lot of time with the our with our community working with them. I can take that time I spent there and translate that into to what we do here. So sometimes um, that bit works at all, man. You've got me thinking now about, and we used to do this a long time ago, but you got me thinking maybe I should be reaching out to other podcasters when I have open weeks that, that, and so instead of doing their trailers, instead of doing a trailer swap, do more with another podcaster of taking a show of theirs and just dropping the whole show into my feed and saying, yeah, we're going to be off this week. Here's one that I've really liked. You might like it too. And I you think know. that's the key. You still have to introduce the show because otherwise it'll be yeah, confusing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but what, what did, did you mess this up? What's <laughs> fix this thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, Neil has a great question. Um, and I'm trying to Google this behind the scenes. How long do you give a new project before you decide whether or not it has legs? And he's, oh. and he says down here at the bottom, I see, I, I mean more of a line extension scenario. I'm not sure what line extension is. It sounds like when I hear the word extension, I think cord. <laughs> like, wait, what? Um, like if you have seven podcasts already and you start an eighth one. Ah, um, boy, that's a good one. I guess, I, does it matter? I guess it should, because in theory, you should be able to bring some of that audience over to the new one. I'm going to go back to the Danny Pena thing from my last episode. Is it still fun? Um, my whole thing is again, uh, again, just, it was, so, I didn't listen to any of my own advice. I'm really kind of upset at myself <laughs> because I thought this will be easy. And I started it at three a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, but I already have like five shows that I'm doing. And I was like, this, this could be, you know, like Podfest is coming up. So it means I have to have six episodes ready to go. And I've got a bunch already planned and, and loaded. But, um, the thing I like about this show so I've said all the things I did wrong. I am finding people that have been podcasting for a while and need some help. You know, where I'm like, hey, you know, I noticed that you don't have a website for your show. But that also means I'm digging through their feed. So again, the the five to 10 minutes, 15 minutes tops I planned on doing on an episode, I'm now digging through people's feeds to find out where their website is because they didn't mention it 
in their trailer. So now it's a half hour to do a two minute episode. Um, so I kind of like that, but I think how long do you give it? Um, is an old marketing term. McPizza was a line extension, take an existing brand. Mm. So that's a good question. There was, um, there was an app called racket that was a little bit like audio Twitter. And I forget there's a, there's a phrase for this mass something, something you get a, a group of people and you're hoping you can reach this many people in this amount of time. And apparently they didn't. And cause I played with it for like three days and was like, yeah, for this to work, I have to get my audience to download and install this app and play with it. And I was like, no, it's not that cool. And so apparently there were a lot of people that thought like I did and they didn't use it and they didn't read their critical mass in a certain amount of time and they pulled the plug on the app. So how, hmm, I don't know if there's a set like I, you know, at least three months, I would think to be, you know, then that's why I think I, it depends on your objective. Like what, what, what are you doing? You know, and I know my, my audio and video is bad, but um, what are you doing? Why did you start this? And if you're doing it for fun, I think you can extend this thing out forever. But if you're, if you're not, you know, if you're doing it for money, you got to make it like McPizza. McDonald's wants to make sure that thing is profitable. And if it's not profitable, they're going to whack it. Right. We don't approach podcasting in the same way. But if you did, I don't know if uh, you say, how long can, how long am I willing to pour money into this losing adventure venture? Right. There's, I run a Northeast Ohio podcasters meetup and we have maybe five people that show up. I've been doing it for, this is probably one of those things. It's probably five years. It feels like two, but it's probably five. Uh, I've got one, two customers over that. And the only reason I keep doing it is we do get new people from time to time. And as someone who's been podcasting a while, I always enjoy being around somebody who is scared to death to start a podcast because I need to refresh. Yeah. Kim says five years, at least that um, I always like to be around people that are brand new because I forget what that was like. So that's one of the things I do it. But there are times when I'm like, Oh, that's right. We got the meetup tonight. And Again, this is one of those things where I'm not putting a lot of time into it. COVID kind of made things weird, although in in ways it made it better. We got more people, but I used to have planned talks and it just dawned on me that Monday I have a meeting. I have nothing planned. And consequently, we're going to get the same four or five people. But there are times when I'm like, maybe I need to pass this off to somebody to where I could show up if I wanted to. But if I needed something to do, if I had something I wanted to do on Monday night, because it's only my my thought there is it's one day out of the month. It's one thirtieth of my month, you know, and even that it's like an hour and a half. But there are just times when I'm like, mm, yeah, all right. And I don't know. I don't know what to talk about. I'm not getting a lot of feedback. Kim's in that group. And it's a it's I I never regret when I leave. Like it's it's like we've had days on this with Ask the Podcast Coach. We're like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And an hour and a half later, we're like, that was fun. So that's usually the case when I walk out. But I just feel bad that I have a thing on Monday. I have no idea what we're talking about. I didn't plan anything. You know, so that's, I, I think it comes down to, like you said, why am I doing it? Am I having fun? You know, if it's bringing stress into my life, then it's got to go. But uh, 
Um, Neil has another comment here. He says, uh, Jim, this goes back to what we we're talking about before. I don't even care about occasionally fuzzy video. It's still you and your content is worth squinting at. So there we go. Excellent. So it, it bothers me. You know, yeah. I, I, it, it, this is one of the things that's distracting to me and it bothers me when it's not working right. So I'm not as, I don't think I'm as good when I'm distracted by, I just switched over to, I just bypassed my router to be like, Hey, is this a router problem? And I, I think it's definitely a T-Mobile problem. I'm going to need to, I'm going to need. The good news is I don't have any podcasts to produce. Typically my podcast uh, workflow is this. I produce the second half of home gadget geeks after this show Ask the podcast coach. And I listen to cigar authority and, but today, no, no, not, no podcast to do because it failed on Thursday night. Mm. So I'll probably, as soon as we're done, I'll probably pick up the phone and call T-Mobile and start saying, Hey, I'm having some connectivity problems for whatever reason and see if I can, these were the exact same problems I was having with Cox communications right before I jettisoned them. So it's like, guys, I just need a stable connection. Like I can't, I can't tolerate this drives me absolutely bonkers. Yeah. So I have to get it fixed. It takes the fun out of it. And so uh, to, to kind of wrap up yeah. that, that topic, if you're still having fun, well then obviously you're still going to do it. Uh, like Jim was saying, what's your, what's your why? So if the, if the downloads are going up, that's, and that's what you're looking for, then definitely keep that, uh, you know, and uh, Kim is asking about Apple. We should talk about Apple. What's the current Apple delay on my new podcast? It depends. It really does. Here's could the thing. be hours. Yeah. It could be weeks. I tell people 20 minutes, it, it can be anywhere from 20 minutes to 20 hours. Yeah. And yeah. realize that Apple, oh, you submitted it for that. I would go in to podcasts with an S connect.apple.com and make sure, cause there's a thing, make sure you clicked publish cause there's a weird thing where it reads it. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, she says it's been six days. There's a I'd weird, resubmit. yeah, there's a weird thing where it reads your feed and you've clicked on a button like save. But if you go back later, you'll see where the screen has changed and you now have a button that says publish. Cause I just walked uh, somebody through this and I thought it was really weird. But, uh, one thing about Apple, they announced this week that they have done a couple things. Number one, I wonder if this is uh, to keep up with Spotify. They will now have, you'll be able to submit your show to Apple from Libsyn, from I think a couple other uh, partners there. So that will be easier. And they've made it easier right now if you want to upload things to Apple as a paid subscription. So you're doing their, their whole thing where they take 30%. You get no information about your customers because <laughs> they're not your customers. They're apples. Um, that's going to be made easier to where you could do that from your media host as well. So you could actually go right into Libsyn and say, send this over to Apple. So that's what they announced this week. Um, I did see somebody in a Facebook group. We talked about this last week that Facebook is getting out of podcasting and they're like, what does this mean to me? And I'm like, probably nothing because the um, um, it's, it's the company that didn't release it globally that you can only do it on your app. Um, and then they made it kind of clunky has decided that, Oh, we can't make any money. And they probably did that to keep up with clubhouse and they've decided, hey, you know what? Uh, we're not going to be able to monetize this podcast thing. And they've decided to pull the plug. So, no, it doesn't really mean anything. And that's, I just did an episode on this on 
your podcast consultant and basically said, here's the thing that always works. Because we've seen so many things come and go and come and go that it's like, just keep focusing on your audience. Keep making it easy to share. Ask your audience to share. Go to where your audience is and make friends. So, um, yeah, uh, Neil says he had an, I had one. Well, what's cool about this? Neil says I had a, a show approved in Apple uh, in an hour and a half once. Well, here's what's really cool. Cause I just walked, um, Keith Fong from the quality warrior show, I think is, uh, the way of the quality warrior. And I walked him through it. And when you click publish, it's technically kind of not public yet, but they give you your link. So you can actually take that and put it into whatever you're doing, make a, a link on your website. And I was like, well, that's cool. So it's not, it hasn't really been indexed to where you'll show up in search because we all know Apple searches. I, I found out this week, Apple search is horrible. But if you search podcast review show, it has the word podcast uh, and show in it. So you have to search for Dave Jackson to find the podcast review show. And even that is down the page a bit. Uh, Apple search is horrible. So that's why you want to put a link on your website so that when you say, hey, go to mywebsite.com slash follow or slash subscribe or whatever, A, you're reinforcing your brand and B, you're making it easy for people to uh, just click on that show in their favorite app and uh, subscribe. And please don't forget that Europe, uh, 70% of Europe is on an Android phone. So when you just promote Apple, Apple and more Apple, 70% of your audience is going, yeah. So keep that in mind. But it's, um, so Kim says, yep, the publish button. So does that mean you hadn't clicked it or you had clicked it? Because you should, that's to wait six days in Apple is that that's, that's, I'd almost like Jim said, I almost want to go in and just start from scratch again. And then if for some reason the, uh, you know, it doesn't work or whatever, um, didn't see it to push it. Yay. So you should you should have in the bottom right-hand corner. So Kim could uh, click the publish button. You should have a link in the bottom right-hand corner of Podcast Connect that shows your your link. So yeah, it's a little it's a little wonky how they they did that. So well, I mean this this submission of getting things submitted to Apple has always been a huge question for a lot of podcasters and because it's so important or it's at least seen as so important there's a lot of pressure on that. You know, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Again, I, I submitted a new podcast just a month ago, maybe two. And it was hours. Like yeah. it was, I was like, okay, well, we'll see how it's done. <laughs> you know, I, I, had, I probably sent an email to you and it was already done. Uh, and so they've been getting pretty fast. So if it's not, they're not getting back. By the way, Apple does have support. So if you didn't, you can send them an email and they actually, I've had two situations where I've had to get feeds fixed or changed or redirected or put under a different account and um they actually responded to me so it's that's that's a that's something worth giving a try to yeah that's actually pretty good they're usually i usually say about 24 hours for a response maybe two days but they do actually respond um stefan says don't forget about podcastindex.org that will get you listed in all the uh podcasting 2.0 apps over at newpodcastapps.com so that uh that's another fun thing. And then they, this is something I need to understand more. There's a thing called pod ping in the whole podcasting 2.0 thing where like your show can show up in apps in minutes. Like, and what it is where right now Apple goes around and knocks on everybody's door like, hello. Okay. Time, 
Time to see if you have any new episodes. Any new? Hello? Okay, new episode. Got it. Then they go to the next house. Hey, any new episodes? Anybody? Okay. And it takes forever. That's why it takes anywhere from 20 minutes to 20 hours for that new episode to show up in Apple. And with Podping, instead of Apple going around to all the shows, they have it set up so that when you publish a show, it goes to Apple and goes, hey, update your database. Update the, in this case, podcast index. And it's better for the environment. It doesn't take up this. And it's, it's all sorts of pros and cons. It's built on something called Hive, which is, again, blockchain-y stuff. And I don't understand why every media host hasn't jumped on this, besides the fact that they have 80,000 customers and you kind of don't want to play with, you know, uh, bleeding edge technology. But it sounds great. So the, their mistake is that they say it's based on the blockchain. Like mm-hmm. if they just said we had a rewards program or we have a way of, of directly supporting uh, podcasters. I mean, every time Todd talks about this in the new media show that, you know, he's a node and he's got, you know, he's running on the lightning network and, you know, now I'm into Bitcoin, so I understand what he's talking about, but 99% of the population just glazes over this would be like talking like, hey, we got these things called a credit card and there's a payment transaction system that works in the background and there's thousands of databases that we've distributed all around the United States and they update nightly and there's batch processing involved. No one cares. Okay. Can I, can I buy something, right? Or can I support the podcasters? I think for 2.0 to work, we need to stop talking about the technology behind 2.0 and start talking about the benefits, benefits. of it. Right. We get this whole, this whole blockchain thing. This is where I want to swear, but nobody gives a, <laughs> about the technology, right? They just don't care. They're like, oh, I can get Satoshis. What is it? The second I have to say, what is a Satoshi, right? It's a problem. And so we need to stop this behind the scenes or in, or promoting technologies nobody understands. The, the value is not that it's on the blockchain. The value is that I can contribute. I can easily, Dave, contribute to the show and boost you. We need to spend more time talking about that. In fact, I think by talking about it, we drive people farther away. I think even some of our listeners, as soon as they hear Bitcoin or blockchain, they're like, oh, no, I, I can never understand that. And then they, they, just, they just disregard it. So yeah. podcasters, stop talking about 2.0, about the technology. Nobody cares. You know, nobody cares about how big the engine is or how many liters or how much horsepower. I mean, there's some who do, the nerds do, but most of the public just wants to know the benefits, continue to talk the benefits of 2.0. When I, my first company out of college, I, uh, you know, they had a sales staff and I was the the technician, but one of the, it was founded by three brothers and one, the guy's name was Al Frank. And uh, he was just great because if you ever had, you ever known a guy that always gave everybody a nickname? Like every time I saw him, he'd be <laughs> like, Ow. it was like, it'd be, Hey buddy. Hey there horse. Like what horse? Like how, what? Um, but he said in sales, remember, um, don't sell the steak, sell the sizzle. And uh-huh. it's really about that. And, and back then in, in the copier world, you know, the, the feature was microtoner. Ooh, microtoner. 
I, that did not make people go, wait, did you say microtoner? Here's my, here's my wallet. What, what, how much is that again? No. But if I said, oh, well, this copier gives you super clear pictures and your blacks are going to be fully dense and crisp and clean and it's cleaner and the machine's going to like, here's all the benefits because nobody's going to bust out a checkbook for microtoner. So instead right. of saying, well, it's great because it runs on Hive and yet it did it like, no, how about, there's no limit on how much your audience can support you. If they want to give you five bucks, they can give you five bucks. If they want to give you 50, they can do that. Uh, that whole nine yards. Yeah. They, Oh, they don't have to use, they don't have to use PayPal or, or Patreon. Right. Right. And you can't be canceled. So right. that went over really well in um, the, when I was at uh, the religious broadcasting thing, because religious people are like, I think we're going to get canceled because we're not saying what everybody believes. And I was like, ah, you need to check out, you know, Bitcoin and that whole nine yards. And uh, it is. Bitcoin is a phrase that as soon as you say it, there are people that will drool, their eyes will bleed, and they will run out of the room. And I, again, I don't know anything about crypto. I know a little bit enough about it. So um, you shouldn't have to. Yeah. You shouldn't have to. Right. We know the technology is working when you don't have to know about those things. Yeah. And Neil has a great question. With the tech obsession, is podcasting becoming like Star Trek, where people assume you have to be kind of a nerdy to get into it? Yeah. I mean, that's I, I kind of started off the show with that. I think we're too focused on the broadcast and not enough on the reception. So, you know, it's um, it's kind of been that way. And, and even Kyle says that in the early days, it was the nerds that made the podcast. That's why I kind of get it, but I kind of get upset when people go, well, when we talk about you know, podcast pioneers and people that have made a difference or the, even the, um, the podcast, uh, hall of fame. They're like, it's just a bunch of old white dudes. Well, you know why? Here's a fact in the beginning, you know, who started podcasting old, well, young white dudes who are now old white dudes. And it's like, so that's a reason why they had an impact. They were first. So I get it, you know, but when they're like, that's one of those was like, Oh, there's a fact I can't say in public, but it's true. So it's, uh, and I get it. We need to, to but it, it is weird when you see, boy, am I going to say that statement? No, I'm not. We're going to stay away from that one. But uh, there, proud of you. Yeah, there are, you there are times when you see people go, wait, they've been podcasting how long? And Michael Butler's not in the Hall of Fame? Michael Butler's been podcasting since 2004, has broken bands in the United States with his podcast. And I, he, he got my vote this year among among other people, but... Um, anyway, we will, well, those popularity contests aren't always fair. That's it. You know, and that's kind of, mm-hmm. kind of what it is. It, it's supposed to be about impact and, and that whole nine yards, but, uh, yeah, it's not always the case. So, but, uh, we are not here next week because right next week is PodFest, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I will not be here. I'll be in Orlando, Florida. If you're listening to this and going, oh, I'm going to be there, uh, please come visit me at the Libsyn booth. I'll be there for the majority of the show. The The first day, I am the second half of the business, or the business, the beginner's track. I'm teaching that whole afternoon. I'm really looking forward to that. And Jim, should we go over and talk to Paula? I know yeah, we, let's. We we got a few minutes. We, we rarely yeah. get people who jump in, so when we get somebody <laughs> jumping in, we're like, "Holy cow!" So, Paula, how are you? Hey, I'm great. It is wonderful to be with you guys. Mm, you sound great too. Yeah. Thanks for having a headset on. Appreciate that. What can we help Thank you, you with? Oh, I'm just brand new to your um, organization. Your 
what you guys are doing and I am just trying to learn as much as I can from y'all. So I was hoping I could sit back in a corner somewhere and listen, but I am happy to be here. Well, you have, you, there are two links. One is askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, which is what you just did. And that's for people. If you wanted to, like, if you have a question, we'd be happy to answer it. And then there's also askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, which you can probably see the chat room on the uh, right-hand side, and that's where you can do what you just said. Sit back and listen, and if you want to ask a question in chat, you can do that. But we'd be happy to answer any questions you have now. If not, we'll we'll send you back to the chat room. Well, you see how new I am. Right. You, no, no but here's the cool thing. <laughs> no? you, you took action, and there are so many people. I saw this in a, a room today where somebody said the only thing – they said something like one of the most embarrassing phrases to say is, I used to have a podcast. And I said, I said, I disagree. I said, because so many people say I never started a podcast. I said, that I think is a shame because I think everybody has something to say. I said, but you took action. You started a podcast and then you decided it wasn't for you. I said, there's no shame in that. So, um, so yeah. Paula, do you, ha- do you have a podcast? Have you started I, one? I sure do. It's um, called Life Lived Better. We have about 20 episodes. Um, and, and I did something yesterday that I'm so like, I took action. I have been following some someone who does, did a documentary on Amazon Prime and they have a podcast and I just reached out to them on Twitter and asked them if they would uh, care to be interviewed and they uh, direct messaged me immediately and said yes and so we're scheduling a meeting to talk about having him on the podcast and I am blown away that it happened and I'm just so excited about it. Great. Great. Thanks for having a headset, by the way. So many podcasters, we've had even podcasters join us here and they don't have their mic turned on or like, and you're like, oh, that's so bad for podcasters. So yeah. thanks for taking. I even the, use it when I see my doctor online. No, right <laughs> on. Always, always good to have good sound. Well, yeah, you know, congratulations. Sometimes we talk about this all the time that don't be afraid. The worst they can say is no, you know, right. and so you can just say, hey, give it a try. And if they say no, then, you know, you yeah. definitely know you're not going to have them on when they say no, but there's a chance they'll say yes. Yeah. What's uh, what's your website? It is lifelivedbetter.net. Better.net. Let's see. What we got any going questions on. for us? Any burning anything, burning questions that you, you, you might have around? Pot, if you're just getting started, anything? Um. I think I've already learned more than I thought that I would today from you you guys. So I I am so excited just to, oh boy. There you go. There you go. Well, good. You're you're enjoying it. um, I assume at this point, having a good time. I got to give you. We are. I got to give you some tips. You're pointing to Apple instead of, if you have these on your website. Uh uh, So if I have this information, so here's episode 19. Think of podcasting as a blog. It's a blog okay. with a player in it. So if this information was on your website, then you would have more. It, it attracts more traffic to your website from Google. So it's cool that these are here, but you want to keep them on your website. And then on your website, you could have a button that says like subscribe or follow. And you could have Apple, Google, Spotify and Amazon there. Um, so that way you can just say, oh, if you want to subscribe to the show, go to livelifebetter.net and click on the follow button or something like that. But at this point, you're sending everybody away from your website. Okay. Thank you so yeah. much. I appreciate who's, that. Who's your host, Paula? Who's hosting um, them? is uh, me and uh, Joseph Massey, a Got longtime it. friend and colleague. Do you nice. know Do you know who you're using for your media host? 
is it Anchor, Libsyn, Captivate? It's Anchor. Okay. It's Anchor. We didn't listen to you before we started, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, all right. it's okay. It's, it's all right. I mean, Dave, Dave doesn't like him, but I'm okay with him. So, you know, you get 50-50 on that. Yeah. Yeah, you've got some – you've got – are you getting listener feedback at this point? Have you have people been – are you getting some listeners to send you some notes or whatever you're doing? We are. Um, and we've only gotten um, – a little bit of critical feedback. So just after listening to y'all, you guys, I think maybe people aren't being as honest as uh, I wish that they would. My favorite is mom. Mom will go, Oh, you sound so professional. And I'm like, please note Uh that mom didn't talk at all about the content. Exactly. Look at you. My mom's not that nice. Yeah. Look at you with your (laughs) microphone. Yeah. That's again, not about the content. So be careful. My my mom would say, James, you talk too much. That would be my, <laughs> I heard that's, that what my that's what my mother would, would say. Well, good. You're, you're, you're in a good business. When I, um, Paula, when I meant feedback, are you getting any, not feedback on the, on the quality of the podcast, but on the content of it? Are you engaging with listeners in a way where they're wanting to dialogue with you about the content? Um, yes, actually, uh, we had three episodes where we asked people to ask us questions Yeah, and, uh, we, we got some really good questions. And so I think that gave us some insight into what people are wanting to know. Yeah. And, uh, then we also on Facebook, uh, people sometimes say when I, when we put a Facebook post up saying, you know, what do you want to hear about? Uh, we sometimes get some decent feedback there. Yeah. Good. That's, that's in my book, that's the real feedback, by the way, that's engagement. When you get listeners to engage with you in a conversation, that's how I measure engagement. Numbers are pretty meaningless because, you know, a bot might pick you up or some of those kinds of things. So the downloads, yeah, you pay attention to them a little bit just to make sure you're, you're, you're getting out there. But that audience engagement back to you, the conversations, the emails or the tweets or whatever, that dialogue back and forth, in my opinion, the most important measurement that you'll have in podcasting. So continue to continue. And by the way, your audience is still probably relatively small at this point. Mm -hmm. So you have an opportunity, you have time to interact with every single one of them. Mm -hmm. So don't like if they email you, be hypersensitive to getting back to them, make sure you're talking to them. If once the audience grows and gets big, you have less time to be able to do that kind of stuff. So just make sure you're a good steward of the small audience that you have now. It's a different way to look at a small audience. A lot of people are like, well, it's small. No, no, no. It's reachable. It's actually sustainable at this point. Mm -hmm. You can have a conversation with every single one of them and it's still sustainable. By the way, they'd love it. They love it when they hear back from you, right? That's a magical... It's as magical to them as it is to you when you get the email. Uh-huh. Just think about that response. And they're like, oh, my God, this person I listened to on this podcast wrote me back. Oh, good. So don't miss that either, right? That's magical. Well, thank you all so much. Yeah. Oh, you're all welcome. right, Paula. Thanks for jumping in. We'll, we'll put you backstage again. But thanks okay. for jumping in. Thank you. Oh, Dave, a little quick on Way the trigger Way to go, there. Dave. A little, yeah. little quick. Paula, thank you for jumping in here. But uh, Jim, what is, well, first of all, again, I'm, we're not going to be here next week. I'll be in Florida. Uh, if you're at PodFest, please stop by and say hi. Um, Jim, uh, we know no show this week. so No show this week. I'm uh, taking off. No. So go what, back and listen to a back episode. Yeah, what, do, you, do you have one in mind that they should go listen to? That's a hard uh, question well, I realize. 
Yeah, you know what? We launched Uncle Marv's. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but he he has a new podcast, the IT Business Podcast. That's a good one, I think, to listen to. So if you haven't, if you need something new besides uh, going out to based on a true story podcast.com, you can check out Uncle Marv at the IT Business Podcast. There we go. And no, Jim will not be at PodFest. Not going to podcast. Not going. It's my birthday pod- weekend. Hey, oh, birthday well, there weekend. you go. Another good yeah, reason so, why we're not doing the podcast yeah. next week. Yeah, I could have a serious <laughs> hangover on Saturday morning. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Uh, on the School of Podcasting this week, I am. I believe I'm going to publish my interview with um, Vincent. I talked about his book at the beginning here of the show, uh, so I'll be uh, publishing that, and then the week after that will be my interview with when well, actually the week after that I'll probably be talking about Podfest but that's that's coming up that's the nice thing about I I normally don't do a ton of interviews on the school of podcasting but I just had a ton which is great because those are awesome that I can do them today and have my next two episodes lined up so that when I'm on the road I don't miss my regularly scheduled Monday morning thing so uh, so that will be coming up as well. So we will see you not May, let's see, won't be the 28th, but we'll be back on June 4th. So uh, mark your calendars. Oh, you know what? I may be out that week. I'll, I'll let you know via, All right. via Slack. So we. But, this may be the last episode of Ask the Podcast. No, I'm just kidding. For, but uh, check no, maybe the, two weeks. Check the website. At least for me. Yeah, I'll put something on the website. So. Thanks, everybody. Stick around, and uh, we'll see you again soon, eventually. Hey, it's Future Dave. I wanted to let you know I will be back June 4th, and filling in for Jim will be Neil Headley from the podcast The Voice in My Head, and it's cute because his name is H-E-D-L-E-Y, so Voice in My Head is H-E-D. I interviewed him once on the School of Podcasting, and I met him when he came through Akron. And we always have fun conversations, and he's uh, an advertising guru, a radio guy. And so it should be fun to come back from PodFest and catch up with Neil. Again, that will be June 4th, next week, June 28th. We will not have a show because I will be in Florida. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks again to all of our awesome supporters at AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome.